How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's just jump right into it. So if you had a chance to listen to yesterday's podcast, we talked a little bit about um, some of the things that I could work on on this podcast, some ideas that were given to me, and me evolving on a specific idea that I think I do want to do for the month of July. So I'm going to try to give this a roll. What I'm going to do is I'm going to come up with four topics that I want to talk about for the month of July. And so for the first month or for the first week, the second week, the third week, and the, and the fourth week, each one's going to have a unique subject that I'm going to go over in short podcast segments. So we're talking no longer than 10 to 15 minutes a day. So throughout the week, it shouldn't be longer than an hour of listening time. And then ultimately my goal is to, and this is still because it's something that's super new and I'm really going to try to work this out within the next couple of days before my birthday to see if I can get specific experts on that subject matter that I'm talking about. And I'm going to try the first two weeks, I'm going to try to do where I talk about a specific subject matter and then I get someone on board. And then for the last two weeks, per uh, idea of my wife's is start the week off with a guest that is an expert in that specific field and then elaborate on some of the subjects that they brought up uh, for the rest of the week. So I just wanted to bring some clarity on the direction of what I want to do with this podcast. But ultimately, today's subject, what we're going to talk about is something that uh, I made a Facebook post today about the fact that, um, how do I put this? So there are people out there that are bothered by the idea that they have to do certain regiments or change certain uh, ways that they go about their day-to-day lives because of this whole COVID-19 issue that's going on right now. And so a lot of people are having issues with the whole stay-at-home order, especially if you're not needing to, to go to work or if you're, especially if you're unemployed at the moment and you have no uh, medical necessities and you don't have a means to shop for uh, certain essential items like food and medical supplies or anything of that nature. People that are just going out to just socialize and have never had or have never been tested for COVID-19 are just going out and just getting themselves infected and uh, I used to I used to just say out loud, I was like, you know, why are people doing this? I'm not entirely sure why anyone's really willing to go out there and risk their lives to do something like this. And then uh, that's, that was a while ago. That was like when, I, when COVID-19 first was like becoming a thing in March, April here in the United States. And I would just constantly go back and forth with, with people that were very strong-headed about this whole aspect of just you know, having to wear a mask, having to go out and maintain six feet away from each other. And I used to like go back and forth until finally I kind of stopped. I stopped in my tracks and I told myself, Jason, ultimately, why are you doing this? And I'll, I'll say why I stopped initially for this specific subject matter. And then a realization about myself that I started to, I've, I've understood throughout the course of my life, but more so now than ever before, I'm going to live by this new way of thinking, a new philosophy pretty much. And so essentially, I stopped myself in my tracks because ultimately I told myself, well, 
there's only three ways that you're going to get people to how you're going to increase the likelihood of you not catching COVID-19, you or your family members or your loved ones that are, are trying to stick to the rules that are told to them. And so the first way is that a vaccine is is figured out. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys, even if a vaccine was announced tomorrow, I brought this up about my vaccine podcast, I would not. I would not take that first vaccine that comes out. It's super dangerous. Most vaccines have to go through rigorous years of, of experimentation and analysis and a lot of case studies, especially with different races, different genders, different uh, age groups. That cannot be done in a sufficient way, especially when you're trying to rush out a vaccine. And ultimately, there is no hope for a vaccine to come out. Almost every single form of coronavirus that's come out in the past that we've attempted to come out with vaccines for, we've just not been able to do it. Obviously, this one is impacting a world-scale economic um, or is having an economic impact on a global scale. And because of that, there's more of an incentive to try to figure out a vaccine and to put more investments and more research and more technology towards trying to figure out a vaccine. But ultimately, still, the fact that we're rushing all this is just not the way that most vaccines are rolled out. So, But if people do take this vaccine and if it does work, then that's one aspect. You would have to pretty much essentially vaccinate six to seven out of ten people or, you know, yeah, six to seven out of those ten people to get something called herd immunity. And what herd immunity is is that uh, I talked about this extensively in my vaccine podcast, but just to briefly summarize, essentially what happens is that for a, a disease, ger, uh, germ-based or viral-based, to spread from one person to the next, it needs to be able to transmit itself to the next host. And so that means that it needs to infect another person, either via coughing, sneezing, uh, droplets, like you know, touching your nose, touching your eyes, and then touching a surface and then someone else touching that surface and then touching their their um, mucus-based um, organs. Um, and so if you restrict the ability for these diseases to do that, and that's why I like this whole maintaining six feet apart from each other and wearing a mask is so important. If you do these things, then it's impossible for a virus to transmit itself. Ultimately, all its purpose is to do is to infect a host, multiply a lot. Most of the time... I mean, what is ideal for a disease is not to kill its host immediately, is to multiply inside of a host and then allow that host to have the ability to transmit itself to other hosts, and then that's how it spreads itself and how it can continue mutating and evolving as well. So a vaccine would stop that essentially because if you get everyone to have an immunity to this disease, then if this virus bounces to one person and that person has an immunity to it, their body will fight it off and then that, that virus won't have the ability to multiply and then spread from that new host to another specific person. That's why they say if you have you know between six to seven people, the likelihood of you who's not vaccinated or has any form of immunity to a disease are protected. And that's why vaccines in general are very important because if you get a majority of the mass of people, you don't need everyone. So those people that are out there that don't believe in vaccines, it's really stupid and there's no basis of study for why you should have that perspective. But even for those people, their their children and themselves are protected as long as the rest of society goes, goes ahead and vaccinates themselves. 
And so that's one way of doing it. The second way is to essentially, and this is why I stopped typing out my replies. I just shut up because ultimately this is the same thing. So people aren't willing to get vaccinated. Another way is just to get six or seven out of 10 people infected with COVID-19, have their body fight it off. And then hopefully the disease doesn't mutate in a way that when your body fights off that specific strain, the mutative part is also combated by people's immune systems as that have already had the disease. And so ultimately I shut up because I was like, you know, I could care less as long as people don't have the ability to come in, in and out of my house, which they can, I live by myself and I'm not inviting anyone over to my house. My family knows to not come visit me. Um, and you know, the only time I'm leaving my house is essentially for doctor's visits for my daughter. The likelihood of me getting infected, especially if I follow the other precautionary aspects, wearing a mask, maintaining my social distance away from people, the likelihood of me getting infected, very minimal. All my shopping's done online and it's shipped to my house. I don't even touch any of my food. I leave it at the front door for two days. Then I wash off every food product. I take this like to the T, I have a routine to make sure that I just don't get infected because my daughter just can't run the risk of getting sick herself. And the moment either one of the parents gets sick, the only person that's going to get sick out of the household anyways is going to be myself. Because even when we leave, um, I tend to take my daughter into the doctor's visits and everything of that nature. So we try to really mitigate the, the disease to impact me. And if that happens, I know exactly what I need to do to, to isolate myself away from the rest of my family. And I've done it before. So um, we, have, we have this all prep, you know, prepared. And ultimately, I was like, you know what? Let the world infect itself. Let more people. Actually, I should motivate more people to go out, but I'm not going to do that because ultimately I know that this is a lethal disease as well. It's not killing as many people now as it did before because we're starting to realize certain things that we did before weren't the proper ways to treat people that had COVID-19. And we also have uh, procedures in place, more education and um, better understanding of just how this disease works that more and more people are are living through having COVID-19, but it's still a fatal disease. It's somewhere in the realm of, I think, three and a half to 4% of people that have got it will die. So when you talk about a population of a million people that have contracted the disease, 4% of that is a considerable amount of people. That's 40,000 people, I think, will die. If, right? 40,000 out of 400,000. Yeah, 40,000 people would die pretty much from the disease. And so that's a considerable amount of people to lose. And then when you start talking about multi-millions of people that are getting infected, that's a lot of people that are going to be passing away. I mean, think about the fact that we haven't lost that many people in both the Afghanistan and Iraq war. And we've lost a considerable amount of soldiers during those. I mean, in the last four wars, I think we haven't even lost that many people, even if you include 9-11 in there as well. And so when you translate it that way, I mean, some people just, when they see a number, they don't, they can't quantify just the, the amount of individuals that is. That's like losing your mom 40,000 times over. How many people want to lose their significant other, their mom, their son, their daughter? And that's what's happening out there. These are people's relatives that are passing away. And so 
that's why I, I've refrained myself from promoting people to go out and, and get themselves infected. All I've done at this point is just, if you want to go back and forth with me, or if you just want to defend a point that you're going to go out and risk yourself getting infected, I'm not even going to defend it. You're an adult. If you understand the likelihood that you could, there's a 4% chance that you can die from this disease and you want to roll the dice on it, you know what? Go for it. If your family or your loved ones reach out to me for me to come visit your funeral, honestly, I'm going to, out of out of respect, I'm just not going to go there because um, I, I don't see the reason for me to be there in a the sense that I'm going to think to myself the whole time, I could have just maybe gone out of my way to, to talk this person and had arguments. and But I've done it already. I've done it with countless amounts of people on social media you know, on, on forums, on, and multiple different platforms when this thing was first coming out. And actually, even then when it was like kind of spread in just New York and before it even made its way to Nevada. And when I was still out and about socializing with people and having this debate with individuals and, uh, it was, it was frustrating. It was frustrating. And so a lot of people are very gun ho about this perspective and I'm not going to bring politics into it. There's people that are, you know, are in a specific political party that also still want to take, they value socializing over this 4% as uh, effect on, on their mortality rate. So at this point, I'm going to stop arguing with those people. And so when, uh, when I came to that realization, oh, and then the third point, uh, by the way, before I go into the next part, the third, the third way we can obviously tackle this is if somehow we have a breakthrough in medicine that, is able to nearly nullify or completely weaken the virus itself. But again, viral medication is almost impossible to come up with. And on top of that, you would have to mass manufacture this in such a scale that it's nearly impossible to do. And then you would have to be able to distribute this to almost every state in exact amounts without having it to go to waste by shipping more than is needed in certain states. So logistically wise it just wouldn't work it, it it will save people and it will minimize the amount of people that are going to possibly die from the disease but you're still going to get fatalities you're still going to get people that are infected with it and it's not going to be a perfect system it, it would take months of of strict implementation of a, of a medicine that's why same thing for a vaccine as well if it were to come out it would take months and months and months mass manufacturing literally the, the president would have to um, do that. I forget the legislation that he has the ability to do where he can force companies to mass produce either a product or service in, in, in times of war. But um, even if he did that, it would still take time for that to get rolled out properly. So I don't know why people are holding their, uh, holding their breaths on, on something like that. It's just, it's not realistic. So ultimately Unless everyone's willing to sacrifice taking the time to just stay at home, maintain social distance, and make the sacrifice to do this for a month, everyone does it. Literally, everyone in the United States does it, and there's no social interactions whatsoever and no traveling. This disease would disappear in the United States, and then we would have to force a travel restriction for months on end until countries that have had zero cases of COVID-19 over the course of, let's say, two to three weeks we could start to restrict those travelers from those countries to come into our country. And then you could do it that way. 
But essentially, we're just kind of doing this open, not open, open, not open, open, not open approach. And it's really just going to extend this virus for until the point where six out of six or seven out of 10 people are going to get infected. I mean, logically, if you think about it, that's the only way this is going to work out. And so my idea is just, you know what, just let people just go out and, and get themselves infected because ultimately that's going to be the best for every one of us that are staying indoors. We need more people to get infected because if no one's going to be willing to take the time to just stay inside, we need all those people to get infected. We need everyone else to stay inside. And then ultimately you'll start to see it, the disease level out and then start to fall. And so who knows how long that's going to take. Ultimately, it's really based off of the the spread of the disease itself and how many people are going to risk themselves getting infected. But And also just climate and just a lot of different other factors as well. I think when the summer ends, I think the winter is actually going to be a little bit less of, of an infection rate. And I think that's just in due part because less people go out and socialize in mass gatherings during the winter period than they do in a, a summer period. People are like, have this mentality that, oh my God, I don't want to miss the summer. I don't want to miss the beach. And, you know, everyone has this internalized justification for why they, they want to risk a 4% roll on their own life. But I mean, whatever. Anyways, on that perspective, I, um, I, I realized something about myself that I've done for a considerable amount of time. I mean, since I was a kid, you know, one of the things that uh, I was very good at and I was always open to was people, whenever they had problems, I was willing to listen to people's problems and then give them my input, especially when they reached out to me. And one of my biggest frustrations in life, something that really stressed me out more than, you know, my own life, my own choices, my own direction, my own whatever, for a majority of the last, let's say, Let's say I was 13 since it started. I think it started earlier than that. But let's say I was 13. I'm about to be 33 in, in four days. Essentially, for 20 years, I want to say that the main stressor in my life has been, and this is no joke, I, I, I wholeheartedly believe this, from coaching people to, to having friends reach out to me to strangers welcoming my advice to, to whatever perspective of me reaching out with assistance and, and clarity on a perspective and problem that someone has. I want It's not a majority, but maybe 50-50, I've allowed the, five, the bottom five out of 10 people that want to sit there and listen to me go back and forth and then say, you know what, Jason, you're right. And then they go out into their life and then implement no aspect of what we talked about and I don't just give half-assed answers to, to things. I talked about this uh, in my procrastination podcast uh, or my biggest weakness podcast where I said that my biggest weakness is procrastination, but my biggest strength is definitely problem solving. You know, I've done it a lot in my life and I've done it in very critical moments where I've had to come up with last minute solutions to issues. And I want to say that's one of my fortes is coming up with ways, creative ways to, to solve an issue. And so... I've, I've worked out that muscle a lot in my life. And so when I see people's problems, I try to address it and give them insight and input. And so it's not like I, I say one sentence, two sentences, and I leave it at that. I'm a very elaborative person. I mean, if you can't tell by now listening to these podcasts, it's going to be challenging for me in the next month to really do that, you know, 10 to 15 minute podcast a day 
because I like to elaborate a lot on subjects. And so I give people a very thorough perspective on, on, on what they come to me asking for help for. And at the end, people that implement it, it doesn't necessarily work for them. And they realize and they come back to me and they tell me they implemented the idea, the thought, and it just didn't work for the, the type of person that they are. And that's, that's understandable. You know, I'm not a hundred percent right. No one is. And, and you should take advice from multiple different people. And, and if a majority of people in your life are, are giving you similar advice, you should probably listen to the mass. Uh, unless, you know, one person is like a legitimate expert that supersedes the other 25 people. For instance, uh, an entrepreneur that's successful is a multi-billionaire and he wants to tell you how to manage business. And he's telling you differently than 20 other friends, family members, and everyone else that's not in the category that he's in. You listen to that person because clearly that person is the expert on how to be financially successful, right? We've had many friends and family. I mean, I've had it. I've had family and friends when I was a big introvert tell me like, hey, you're going to be able to achieve anything you want in life and you're going to be able to to have the success that you want. And honestly, at that point in my life, no, I couldn't. If people saw potential in me, they didn't give me direction on how I could achieve that potential. I had to figure that out myself. And so... All of that was just a bullshit lie. And then eventually I had people that were honest with me and told me, hey, you can work on this and improve this about yourself. Okay, great. Awesome. And then, you know, of lo and behold, these strangers that barely knew who I was and I appreciated that help. And, and I appreciated that help so much that it evolved this idea that I wanted to get into coaching and helping people with their issues even more, especially when it comes to communication and, and networking. Um, but with this, um, with this set of group of people, I would invest a lot. And honestly, my loved ones are the, they take, uh, <laughs> don't mean to throw any loved ones under the bus, but sometimes, and there's a very few of you that don't do it. And I really do appreciate it because you guys, when you come to me and ask a question, you really have a problem. You appreciate the the time that, of, of investment that I put into you, and then you'll come back to me and, and give me insight on 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 your implementation of it, and if it worked or if it didn't work, and why and or why not. So I could, you know, learn from your experience and then maybe change the way I, I give guidance to the next person to ask me about that specific problem. But you know, it is my loved ones that really take advantage of this a lot, and. It's because of the fact that they know that I'm not just going to give up on them. And so I give all of this input, all of this insight, and I put so much of my own investment into trying to help these people out. And they just go ahead and just do the complete opposite and then wonder why they're still in the same position that they're in um, with their problem. And it's frustrating. I, I can't lie. It is the most frustrating thing. And so... When, uh, and then a lot of friends do it. Oh my God. Friends and, and, and friends of friends, like associates at this point, I've kind of given up hope on, on investing too much time on those people. I did that maybe starting like five years ago, like people would come up to me, ask me for advice and they would just take advantage of it all the time. And I would just sit there and give them perspective and, and evolve on an idea for an hour or more just to follow up with them a week later or like two weeks later and then them tell me, 
no, I'm still in my same position that I'm in. And I'm like, did you try anything I told you? No, I didn't. It's like, why not? And what was, did you just not feel comfortable or no, I just didn't do it. That always frustrated me. It just, it never made sense to me. It's like, give it a try or at least like delve on the idea at least like give me like some respect in that sense like where you're you're at least going to put some invest the same amount of investment of your time at least thinking about it you don't even have to apply the knowledge but just think about it and and see if it might mold with who you are but those that just like hear me out and then just continue on their life and don't think about it or do anything about it no way. So I stopped putting my time into people that I just don't really know too well that have asked me for for advice. Unless I could clearly tell that you really are asking for help. I, I at this point I know who those people are. And that this is where this podcast is eventually gonna lead to is those specific people. But um I know when someone needs to help. They they come to you, they ask you questions, they get engaged, they it's not just a one sided conversation where I'm just you know, giving insight and they're just listening and that's it. When it's a communication between one and two parties, I know that there's an investment. I know that they're asking questions. They're not taking notes. If, you know, not a lot of people take, you know, notes on paper, but you could clearly tell they're just taking mental notes and then they're evolving on the idea. I love those people. I will sit there for hours helping those people. Like, and, and when they come back to me and they tell me, you know, why it worked or why it didn't work. I sit there and listen. And I love just maybe helping them even further. Uh, those type of people are just my favorite type of people to be around. Um, not because they, they listen to me, but because we, we've understood that there's a value to each other's time. You know, we don't get that time back. And just because I, I enjoy spending my time playing video games and some people can look at that as a waste of time. You know, that for me is a way for me to mitigate some stresses that I have in my life and I just enjoy taking my time and just doing those things. And if you want to look at that as a form of waste of time, I mean, some other people do things that alleviate their stress. I could clearly say that it's a waste of time because I don't do it. And I, I just don't do that. Um, a perfect example is like people that go to the gym and, and use that as a, as a system to manage their stress. You know, I used to way back in the day when I was immature used to judge people that did that. But now I can understand, you know, some people do that and I can't judge that. If, if that's clearly why you're doing that, Hey, by all means do that. You know, we need ways to mitigate stress in our life. But, um, my time when I, when I invest into people, you know, that that's time I'm just never going to have, you know, and there's, millions, millions and millions and millions and millions of people. I'm not saying that they can use my help because who am I to say that? But there are millions of people out there that maybe I can help and in this world. And those are the people that I want to start spending my time helping out more. So this is this is a, a blast to every single one of you listening to this that is someone that is a loved one, a close friend, or someone that you you know you're doing this. I'm, I'm telling you right now, after having these conversations with people about COVID-19 and just, I almost allowed myself to get stressed out and I did initially, but now I don't. I'm, I'm, and that's what I, I made a Facebook post about that today. I was like, you know, I'm done helping people that don't want the help. I want to help people that want help. There are so many people out there that need help. They really need help. They really need guidance. They need love. They need education. 
They need something. They just need a, a person to listen to them. You know, those are the people I want to help. I'm I'm through helping people that just don't value the help that they're getting. And so if that's you, no form of disrespect, try to find someone else that's willing to just hear out what you're saying and then hopefully, you know, that person can get through to you, you know, better than I can. But ultimately, um, I want to take my time that I have left on this planet to just reach out and help people that really do need the help. And I'll know who that is. I've, I've seen it already in countless amounts of people. And, and those people I have such great relationships with. And I love having engaging conversations with them. And we have such a, a good relationship that we can... It, it started off with this and then it evolved into just getting to know each other's like hobbies and, and learning from each other and evolving. And, and it's amazing. Really it is. But I, I just, and this is including my loved ones as well. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm, I'm, if you, if you want to ask me questions and you don't want to implement or you don't want to even like think about what we talked about, <laughs> I, I'll, I, I love you guys. I'll listen to you guys about your problems but don't ask about my input on your problems. Just don't. You know, I'll be a I'll be a listener because I have to be because family's family. But I'm not gonna assist you anymore. There's no way. I have my own issues that I have to deal with now. I mean, it's a very complicated time for all, everyone out in this world, and the idea of still wanting to help people is something I want to do um, because I, I value that. And I I think when you do that and and people. I had that given to me and when I had that given to me, it really showed value and doing that and reciprocating that to other people as well. And so, you know, when I do that for someone else, who knows, maybe that person can then help an unfortunate person in their life. And we need to be more caring of, of each other. We need to value each other's time and perspective and hear out other people. This world really is, is, it needs a lot of help. It needs a lot of empathy right now. It's really lacking in that. A lot of people are just so selfish right now. They're just caring about who they are, what they are. I mean, even me doing what I'm doing right now, it's bringing focus to me. And I don't want that. I don't want the focus to be this podcast to be per se all about me, even though I do because it's, I want my ideas to be out there. Because I don't feel like my ideas are selfish. I, I feel like my ideas are always geared towards the mass. Um, could I do more to to help people out there? Of course. Oh my god, a hundred percent. You know, and and it's something that I I definitely want to work towards. You know, I want to be more contributing to my community. Um, I want to you know raise you know foundations and 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 do donations to help people out give my time to people that need the help. And hopefully as COVID-19 disappears, that's going to be one of my biggest focuses. Honestly, it's my commitment to everyone that's listening to this podcast is that when this dis- disease disappears and I can go out there in the world and, and, and evolve my daughter, that's the world I want my daughter to see. I want her to see this world where helping people is super beneficial and it translates to that's how you continue a legacy. To me, I don't want my legacy to be known. I don't want to be known. Uh, everyone's trying to chase their form of legacy, right? They're either trying to amass a large fortune and leaving that behind, or they're trying to uh, be an author or a creator of a piece of art. Um, for me, I think 
my form of legacy is just touching as many people as I can and, and helping them. And then hopefully they can take that, that, that form of care and then give it to another person. I think that's a way better legacy than anything else because everything else is just so selfish of a, of an idea. Um, but ultimately I, I hope that you guys can understand the context of where I was going with this podcast. I want to put my time into helping people that need the help. I'm done helping people that clearly say they want help, but they don't really want the help. And so let that be a warning to every single person out there that has abused my time and, and have asked me a million questions to never implement or to evolve on the idea even further. I'm through never doing it again. If you need, uh, I'm just going to refer you to this podcast. And so there's no disrespect. I don't value you less as a friend in any way. I don't. It's just that investment that you're asking of me into your problems and involving me into your problem. It's, it's over. I have a little girl that I need to take care of and she needs requires a majority of my time and, and my family does as well. But in the few moments that I do have time to help people, I want that to be geared towards people that really want help. So if you're out there and you want to get infected with COVID-19, Hey, by all means, go ahead, do that. Um, you know, I, I just, I hope for you that nothing happens to you. I'm not religious, so don't ask me to pray. I'm not going to pray. I don't believe in it. Um, and yeah, you know, ultimately thank you COVID-19 again for this, this disease for a lot of people has been so negatively impacting for a lot of people. And I truly do feel bad for people that are suffering because of this disease right now. And I hope for the best for, for people. And I hope that medicine can evolve in such a way that less and less people are dying from this disease. And it just becomes another form of a common cold for a lot of people. I hope it becomes that. But for me, it has been, it's been such an eye opening experience about the, the value of my time with my family about my, my perspective on how I view myself with other people and how I need to motivate myself to instead of help other people achieve success, focus on helping myself and my family reach their level of success that they need. And so thank you COVID-19 for that. For me, for a lot of people, I hate you and I don't appreciate the impact that you've had on society. But for me, you've been nothing but a blessing for me. And it sucks to think that something as negative as that can be looked at in such a way like that for me. Again, for everyone else, I empathize with your situation, but you have to understand that in my life, it's not affecting me the way that it's affecting a lot of other people. But I do care about those people that are negatively impacted. But ultimately, if you do ever need help and you do have questions about anything about my podcast and you want to know a little bit more about please reach out to me. Like if that's what you want, I want to be there for you. You know, I, I have a cell phone. I have an email. I have multiple ways you can reach me. Instant messaging on multiple websites. I mean, honestly, you just ask me the best way you want to reach out to me and I'll try to make time for you as well. Uh, I want to be helpful, but um, yeah, no more wasting my time, people. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for today's podcast. I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for supporting me and, and still hearing me out. I'm looking forward to July's format. I cannot wait to implement it. I, I think that that's going to be the way going forward for this podcast. And if not, 
you know, I'll go back to doing this. I'm completely comfortable having this at this point by myself conversation with people, but I still do want to have guests on either way. And so ultimately we'll see where that goes for, for us. And again, thank you guys for listening. I will catch you guys manana. Peace.